What's up, guys, and welcome to the Underground Student Podcast. We are so glad that you are tuning in with us. Make sure you join us on Wednesday nights at 645 at Riverside Community Church. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. We can't wait to see you guys. Enjoy. Okay, so Real Talk, I've heard, is your series right now. Um, And if any of you know me, I can do some real talk, but I probably won't get too candid tonight. But I want to talk to you a little bit about my experiences when I was your age. So I grew up in England, for those of you who don't know, until I was 13 years old. I moved here with my family um, in eighth grade, and then I started at Peoria Christian School. Is there any PCS people in here? Okay, okay. Um, Peoria Christian School. So I moved countries, and I started a new school with no friends, a different culture, and we arrived in 1993, August the 23rd, and I started school August the 25th with jet lag. Okay, but my first day at Peoria Christian School, like I said, just moved, different country, still had my accent at the time, so everyone wanted to talk to me, and I was the most introverted person ever. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to get to know people. I just didn't want to talk. And then the teachers, they liked my accent, so they would always make me read out loud in class. It was an absolute nightmare. This is the first day. But at Peoria Christian, back in the day, now they wear like the nice hoodies and stuff. You guys have hoodies, right? Yeah, and jeans. Okay, no, we wore skirts, and the only time you could wear pants was December 1st through March 15th. If it was colder before then, you were out of luck, because December 1st was the day that you could wear pants. But anyway, so I was wearing a skirt, and I'm walking through the halls, and I was running late because the guy next to me was a jerk. He would always open his locker right in front of my open locker, so I couldn't get in there. And he would like you know, do this to kind of get in front of me. So I couldn't, so I was all, I was running late, didn't know how to do the combination thing. In England, we didn't have lockers. We didn't do any of that. So I was learning all of this stuff. And as I come down the stairs, I fall all the way down the last four steps. My skirt goes flying because they're more modest, you know. Um, my skirt goes flying and I am absolutely humiliated. <laughs> And this about sums up the first year in the United States for me at Peoria Christian School. And I say that story because I can agree, like many of us, that these junior high, high school years can be really, really tough for some people, for most of us. And some want to go back and live them. I talk to people all the time. They want to go back and live these high school years. I would never, not ever, want to go back to those years. So as I thought about this, I thought about what I would tell my 13-year-old self, some real talk for my 13-year-old insecure, newly cultured girl in the United States. What would I tell this girl? And the first thing I would tell myself is, don't compare, but create. Don't compare, but create. You see, comparison, even Michael talked about it Sunday, comparison in your generation, I don't think 
people in our generation and beyond can even comprehend the, what you guys go through through social media and everything else. Because even at our age, it's hard not to compare ourselves to other people, to the highlight reel of other people, the pressure to be like somebody else, to look like somebody else, to play sports like someone else, to dance like someone else, to study like someone else, dress like where their hair like, where their makeup like, what their body type, whatever it is, you guys have it in your face all the time. And we did not have that, but yet we still dealt with it back then too. But it's always in your face. But I do believe that we have the same God that was with me back then is the same God today and forever. And that he will be with you through that. But he wants you to be who you have been created to be. Not who Jimmy and Bobby or Sarah or Katie or whoever is, but he wants you to be who you were created to be. Psalm 139, 14 says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous and how well I know it. You see, he's created you on purpose for a purpose. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. He created you. And create means to bring something into existence. He brought you into existence. He created you. You know, I've told a story before um, about a young couple who got married very young, and they had a little boy right away. And about three years later, Um, they got pregnant again, and they actually lost that baby to stillbirth. And then fast forward about three more years, and they have an almost seven-year-old little boy, and they're pregnant again, and around six months into that pregnancy, they lose another baby. So they go into the doctor knowing that they have lost this baby, There has to be a procedure done to make sure everything, so there's no infection that happens. And during that appointment, the doctor felt like he needed to examine this young girl again. And in that moment, they found a heartbeat. And that heartbeat was my heartbeat. You see, my parents, they were pregnant and didn't realize they were pregnant with twins. They lost my twin, but I was still in there. And I believe when I heard that story for the first time, it brought so much reality to me that I am here for a purpose, on purpose. You see, that procedure could have been done and I would have been wiped away. But God knew I was there and he told that doctor to check for a heartbeat. You see, we're all created for a purpose. We're all here for a reason. And guess what? I get to see a twin one day in heaven. But... I was created to be here in this time. You see, he brought you into existence. And he hasn't just brought you into existence, but he wants you to create from your existence. He wants you to bring things into existence because he's placed things inside of you that only you can do. That you have gifts and you have talents Gifts that are unique to you, and he wants you to bring those into existence. He wants you to create. He doesn't want you to compare yourself to everyone else. He wants you to bring something forth. He wants you to create something in this world. And what is inside of you that you can create? 
What can you bring into existence? What are your giftings? What are your talents? Maybe God has given you a love for people that other people just don't have. Maybe he's given you a musical gift to create music and he's asking you to step forward and be a part of the worship here. Or maybe he's given you the gift of helping others and he wants you to serve within the church or serve in your community. Or maybe he just wants you to create opportunities for you to reach out to other people. Maybe he's put a gift inside of you to reach out to others, to go sit next to that person that no one else will ever sit next to. What is it inside of you that only you can do? So don't compare, create. Dig, within, dig deep within yourself and find out what are my gifts? What are my talents? What has God created to in me that only I can do? So don't compare, create. And now I'm gonna get to some real talk about relationships. And the second thing I would tell my 13-year-old self is find the right they. You see, I wasn't a girl who dated around, not by choice anyway. Um, I was always the funny girl who had the great personality. I struggled with the insecurity that came with weight struggles my whole life until my junior year and I had a class with a guy who ended up being one of my best friends at the time. And he, for three years, for three years, I devoted myself to this guy. He put me on to believe that we were going to be married. We grew apart at one point and then came back together. It was always like I was drawn back to this toxic relationship, which only ended in heartbreak. A rejection like no other. You know, I became a girl that... I would always like every guy that was in the college group or youth group, I would just chase after them. I was thirsty, okay? I became that girl that just chased after these guys, wearing my heart on my sleeve and letting them lead me on to believe something was going to happen and becoming emotionally attached to these guys and getting my security from talking to them or being emotionally attached to these people that I didn't even really know, which every time led to so much rejection and so much heartache. And even when I met Michael, I had just had my heart broken by this guy a couple years before that. And it's so important to not emotionally attach yourself to people unless you're gonna be pursuing a relationship headed to marriage. I'm old school, okay? We're gonna talk about some of this. You see, I was dating these guys in my head, but nothing was ever gonna be pursued on their end. And girls, when I tell you this, it's so old school, but I believe it's biblical. A guy should always chase after you, and it should always be at the right time, in the right place. You are too valuable just to be with anyone. And guys, you are too valuable just to chase after anybody. The emotional stuff the physical stuff you think it's just one night, or you think those text messages where you're pouring out your heart to them or you're telling them all your deep, dark secrets, you think that's not gonna be something that you're gonna deal with in a couple of years? You're creating ties with people that last forever. It lingers forever. The emotional stuff lingers just as much as the physical stuff lingers. 
Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. You see, the choices you make when it comes to relationships can destroy your, destroy your destiny, or they can push you to it. Whatever relationships you decide to get into, it will either destroy your destiny that God has for you, or it's going to push you towards it. You know, I remember letting friendships go that were good for me. You see, three years I devoted myself to this guy that would only cause me heartache. All of those girls, guys, whatever it is, all of those, he or she does this, but... No, 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 no. The butt is always the red flag on the road to heartache. And it's so hard. It is so hard at your age. I'm not going to deny that it's not hard at your age when it comes to relationships. But if you can grasp this, you will be so much more fulfilled when the time comes for a relationship. This is the nugget of advice I have for you when it comes to this. Trust that God has that person at the right time, in the right place, where they will never complete you, but they will compliment you. Find the right they. Surround yourself with people that don't make you feel less than who you are. And stop chasing after a temporary fix and start focusing on lasting relationships that may develop into something more later that will push you towards the destiny that God has for you and not pull you away. But the perfect start to those kind of relationships is the most important piece of real talk I can give you today. And that is find foundation over being fake. Find foundation over being fake. You see, I've sat in these seats, sitting in a youth group week after week, in church week after week, in breakfast club. There was no breakfast club when I was there, but something like it. But I've been there. I was a pastor's kid. I've sat for 40 years in church. I've sat for whatever it was, eight or four years in junior high and high, or six years, junior high and high school youth group. And I had an amazing, amazing youth pastor. I had an amazing, amazing youth group. But I have too many friends, and myself included, that we faked it till we made it. And today, a lot of those friends, they're not even walking in the promises that God has for them because they just faked it. They didn't get anything deep within them. And I understand coming to church week after week can become so familiar, but we have to be careful that it doesn't get so familiar that we become fake, where we walk out of here and we're a totally different person than we are when we're sitting in breakfast club or youth group or church. We get so familiar that we become fake. We get familiar with the Bible verses. We get familiar with talking about Jesus. We get familiar with being around Christians that we become fake and don't find that true relationship with Jesus that can be so real for you, even at your age. In Matthew 7, 24 through 27, it says, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock, 
Though the rain comes in and the torrents and the floodwaters rise, the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds their house on the sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. What are you building your life on? Are you building it on a fake walk with God? Are you building it on a forced walk with God from your parents? Or are you building it on a fulfilled walk with God that can be your very own? You see, John 10.10 says a thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. You see, Satan would love nothing more than to take you out right now because he knows that God has an amazing destiny for your life. And God wants you to have that rich and satisfying life He wants you to have that firm foundation, not a fake foundation, but a firm foundation. He wants wants you to plant seed in good soil. He wants you to not be blown in the wind. He wants you to have roots that go down deep so that when life comes, we can stand. But how do we get deeper? How do we get deeper? What are some practical things? How do we get deeper Well, I think you need to establish your own relationship with God. He's only one conversation away. He knows your deepest fears. He knows your thoughts. And he also knows your deepest dreams. Talk to him about it. Give it to him. Talk to him about your loneliness. Talk to him about your depression. Talk to him about your anxiety. Talk to him about your hurt. Talk to him about your pain. Share with him your dreams and the plans that you have for your life. Allow him into it so it can be better than you ever dreamed or imagined. Talk to him. What else can we do? Read the Bible. It sounds so simple. But read the Bible. Get it in you. It's so easy for you in this day and age to read the Bible anytime. You don't have to carry this around with you even. It's in your phone. If you get the version app and download it, there are daily devotional plans that are geared towards your age group. You can look up junior high or youth or depression or anxiety. There are devotions for you that you can read every day that will have a little encouragement and a little scripture with it where you are going to get the Bible in you. So read the Bible. Lastly, Find your person. Find the person in your life, a leader in your life that will check in on you. Not your girlfriend or your boyfriend. They are not accountability. You need someone that you respect that is further along than you in their walk with the Lord that can come alongside of you when you're hurting, that can point you to a God that will never leave you or forsake you that they can check in on you when you're struggling. You need those people around you, the right they that we talked about earlier, gathering those people around you that are going to be the right people. And a little side note, don't get too many voices into your life because you can get very confused. Find those couple of raw people that you look up to 
that you're going to go to in those moments, whether it's your small group leader, whether it's um, Pastor Natalie, whether it's Pastor Josh, whoever it is, find those people in your life that will be there in those moments for you. Colossians 2.7 says, let your roots go down deep into him. Let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. It says your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Your roots will go down deep and your foundation strong. So every time somebody steps up on this platform to talk to you, listen. Even if you just take one little thing with you, listen, because I'm telling you, 25 years later, I am still quoting things that I heard from a platform like this that got deep into me. I'm quoting scriptures. I'm quoting quotes. Whatever it is, stuff got into me. There was a foundation that was built back then. So 10, 15, 20 years later, when life happens, because life is going to happen, and life has happened for a lot of you, that you will not be shaken, that you will be anchored to a God that will not leave you, that will not forsake you. And so I'm going to leave you with those things today. Don't compare, create. There's something inside of you. Use your gifts and talents for him and find the right they in your life that will push you towards greatness because there is greatness inside of each and every one of you. And find foundation over fake. Build it on a rock that is solid, not on sand where life comes and you will be taken out. Build it on Jesus. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you that you are the solid rock on which we can stand. And God, I'm not naive enough to know that there are people in here that have already experienced so much life that they're already feeling the shaking of life. And God, I pray right now that you would help them to establish their own relationship with you. God, that you would put the word in them, God, that you would put people that can walk alongside of them, that can hold them up during these years that are so difficult, God, and that they will look back and say that this is where their foundation was built, God. And I pray right now that they would walk away from here tonight knowing that they are loved, that they are chosen, and that there's something inside of them that only they can do. And you have a destiny for them beyond anything they could ever ask or imagine. In your name I pray. Amen.